All right, it's the Keefe to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees lose the series finale to the Astros 7-4 to on Thursday at the stadium. Uh, they do win the series. They do take two out of three, but it seems like it could have been more. It should have been more. When you win the first two games of a series and you have Garrett Cole going in the third game and he pitches as well as he did and you have the lead with six outs to go, that's the one-run lead, that's a game the Yankees should win. That's why it feels like it could have been more, it should have been more. That's sort of been the theme with this team all season. They have these opportunities, whether it's winning a game that they eventually blow or losing a game they had a million chances in or leaving the bases loaded or not putting a hitter away in a big spot with two strikes or walking the eight or nine hitter to allow a big inning. There's always something that goes on with this team that prevents them from taking that next step. And Thursday was no different. You have Cole on the mound. You have a lead. You have six outs to go. You have Chad Green. You have Aroldis Chapman waiting. It's a game you've got to win, especially when you did what you did in April and you threw away the first 25 games of the season you got to win that game. You have to start erasing the bad that happened in April. And they've done that to somewhat, somewhat of an extent. They have won 10 out of 14 games. They went 8-3 and three in that 11-game stretch against three garbage teams in the Indians, Orioles, and Tigers. And now they've gone 2-3 and three against the Astros. Those 25 games from April are still there, though. They're still in the standings. They're still the reason the Yankees are only 16-15 and 15 now on the season. And the team has looked much better. They did look good against the Astros. Granted, they won the first game of the series on Bregman throwing a ball away that allowed a bases clearing error to give the Yankees a lead in that game they win the second game of the series and then they blow the third game they did look better though the games felt bigger they felt more important it was against the best team the Yankees have seen this season and that's not disrespectful to the Blue Jays and the Rays who are both good teams except really the Rays haven't beat anyone but the Yankees and the Blue Jays are are still coming on they they got George Springer back for a couple games then he got injured again so those teams are still good but the Astros are the best team they've seen and they did well against them I mean they handled them for two games and they blew a game they could have swept them they've always played well against the Astros at the Yankee Stadium and with the fuck Altuve chance and the fuck your birthday chance to him on Thursday it, it was great the, the crowd was alive it felt it felt good to hear that again I missed that sound I missed hearing those chants I missed that atmosphere it just sucks that it was Altuve who hit the home run on his birthday to give the Astros the lead to avoid getting swept but that that, that one hurt because if you sleep the Astros there with everything that's gone on with their first post-scandal trip to Yankee Stadium it's a great it's a great feel. It's a great story. Now it's still an okay story. Yeah, they won the series. And entering Tuesday, I would have signed up for that. But you got to get greedy. Like Bob Melvin of the A's said in a 13-game winning streak, the A's got greedy. When you suck as bad as the Yankees sucked in April, you have to get greedy at some point. Winning two games and then having Garrett Cole on the mound in the series finale, that's getting greedy. That's That should be a win. This team has now only won four of Garrett Cole's seven starts. That's a problem because you don't know what you're going to get when anyone else on the team takes them out. When Tyone pitches, when Kluber pitches, when Scumbag Herman pitches, when Montgomery pitches, you don't know what you're going to get. The game could be, you could be out of hand in the first inning, but you know what you're going to get when Cole pitches. And it didn't surprise me that Lance McCullers pitched great either because Lance McCullers Jr. always pitches great against the Yankees. Go back to game seven, 2017 ALSCS, when all he did was throw breaking balls out of the bullpen to shut them down. He's always pitched well against them. He's a good pitcher. And and righty with righty power and the off-speed stuff that he has, it's a bad recipe for the Yankees. It's why they only scored the runs they scored. And Cole shut everyone down except Jordan Alvarez, who took him deep to the second deck for a solo home run, then deep to straightaway center for another solo home run. The second and third home runs Cole's allowed this season. 
it just left a bad taste in my mouth. And I think it left a bad taste in a lot of Yankees fans' mouth that they weren't able to pull off the sweep. It's the ideal situation. Day game after a night game, Cole on the mound, getaway day for a team that heard what they had to hurt here and dealt with what they had to deal with. That's a game you've got to win. And even if they had done well in April, I'd still be upset about it because it just, everything was tilted in their favor and they just couldn't get it done. And I had a bad feeling when Chad Green walked the leadoff here. He got the bottom of the order, and he was going to turn over the lineup to Chapman to face the top of the order in the ninth. And when the leadoff hitter walked, I knew I just something didn't sit well with me there. And I mean, nothing's ever going to sit well with a leadoff hitter walking, especially with a one-run lead in the eighth inning, and it being the bottom of the order. But he just looked off, and he did. He was off. He gave up three runs and only recorded an out before getting pulled. And to me, Green has he's taken a, a couple notches down on my bullpen level of trust it's chapman then it's Britton, even though he's hurt and o'day and he's hurt and then it's jonathan loisaga who entering the season i was skeptical of because he was given high leverage situations last year end of the year october he didn't pitch well in them. he's looked unbelievable this season i wanted to see him in the eighth inning on thursday i understand why he wasn't there he had pitched the night before it's still chad green he's got a longer track record of success but i've seen green do what he did on thursday a lot of times now and that puts him below loisica for me right now i'm sure he'll have his opportunity to get back above him but that's really it and then after those guys it's a pretty steep fall off you only want to see Loisaga in the game. You only want to see Green in the game. You only want to see Britton when he's healthy in the game. You only want to see O'Day when he's healthy in the game before you get to Chapman, who's at a level that I haven't felt as confident with the Yankees relievers since really Mariano, peak Mariano. That's how good Chapman's been. Even peak Batances without his control problems, I still trust Chapman that much right now. It's scary because I know that the Chapman who gives up season-ending home runs or who comes in a game and walks the base of the loader who has control issues or can't find a strike zone or who needs 30 pitches to get three outs. I know that guy's still in there. I just, maybe maybe he got rid of him. Maybe he will never come back. So that's sort of where I am with the bullpen right now. Uh, this podcast shouldn't all be about the negativity of Thursday's game because there were some good things. I mean, Stanton continues to crush the ball. And I think for myself and a lot of Yankees fans who have, heavily criticized Stanton as a Yankee I think it's been earned he has barely played baseball since the start of 2019 he was good in 2018 but you know he wasn't the guy the Yankees traded for who was coming off the MVP season he was horrible in that postseason barely played in 19 took himself out of the lineup in the 19 playoffs missed most of 20 had a great 20 postseason was horrible for all of this April and now is on a hot streak so it's tough to you know say oh John Carlos Stanton has been given unfair criticism no he's earned that criticism he has the contract he has he was supposed to be the guy to put the Yankees over the top he hasn't been that great as a Yankee this 12 game stretch he's on right now is unbelievable he's 25 of 52 he's six home runs I mean this crazy shit he's doing and this is the guy we saw in the postseason and this is the guy when he's healthy and going right that you're gonna get but there's not a moment that I don't see him on camera and I, you know, I've watched every motion of his because he's so injury prone that you're just scared that at any second he's going to go down. And it's going to be like that forever with him. He's 31 now. He's been hurt the last few years. He's got a long time to go on this deal. He's relegated to full-time DH. Yeah, it's awesome what he's doing. Sure. If he could do this all season, be one of the best seasons in the history of the league. As good as his 17th season was, which was one of the best seasons in the history of the league. He just seemed to stay healthy and you need him to do this not even to this level come October, just to some level. (laughs) 
not even to the level he did last October. It's just got to be better than what he did in 18 and 19 for the Yankees. So he's been great. Uh, the Kyle Higashioka starting train is coming to a halt. I mean, it's slowed down heavily. If not for Aaron Boone, if not for Higashioka being one of Boone's favorites, you'd have to say that the train has stopped because Higashioka... There's a reason he's 31. He's never been given a starting opportunity. There's a reason it took him as long as it did to actually be given the full-time backup duty on the Yankees. It's just because he's he's not good enough to play every day. Don't get me wrong. I'm not defending Gary Sanchez here and saying like, oh, Gary's been great and he you know shouldn't have any competition for his job. But like I said, if he's going to have competition for his job, then others need to have competition for their jobs. The difference is Sanchez has done it in the past. Whether you want to say he hasn't done it in two years, whether you want to say he hasn't done it in three years or four years, whatever you want to say, he has done it in the past. He has been an everyday catcher, you know, for as much as a catcher can play every day. He has been a starting catcher for many seasons in the major leagues. And you'd have to think that he's going to get his job back here very soon. Higashioka has been really bad now, going back to mid-April. His last 40 at-bats, he has like five hits. He's down to 147. That, that first three, four-game sample size he had to start the season is gone. Those numbers have deteriorated. His OPS is still up there because of the, the four home runs. You're just seeing a guy who's not a starting catcher. And I, like I've said a million times, I have nothing against Higashioka. I like him. I think he's a great backup. I don't like that he's been cemented as the personal catcher for Garrett Cole. I don't like that it took Gary Sanchez two or three weeks to lose his job. It's crazy shit. It's fucking dumb, but it's Aaron Boone, and I, and he's an idiot, and you have to deal with that when you have an idiot as a manager. I just think that at some point here, Sanchez is going to get his job back, and maybe that's this weekend. Because on Friday night, James Tyone pitches. He got his first one in two years, had his best start of the season, last start out with Sanchez catching. Then you have Kluber on Saturday afternoon. It's a day game after a night game, so if Sanchez caught Friday, Higashioka would be there in there anyway on Saturday. But Kluber's coming off his best start of the season with Higashioka catching, so you've got Higashioka back in there on Saturday. And then you'd think you'd see Sanchez again in there on Sunday with Monday as the off day. And maybe Sanchez hits this weekend. I mean, he's been getting on base. The hits haven't been there, but he has been walking. He's gotten on base two times a game his last three starts. The power hasn't been there since the second game of the season. So maybe this is a big weekend for Gary Sanchez against the Nationals. And he busts out and he, and he gets his job back. And it was this, we look back on it as a dumb two weeks where he, where he was, had his playing time taken away. That's what I'd like to see. Stanton eventually is going to go off here and get cold, so the judge needs to pick it up. He's been bad. We haven't seen LeMahieu, the same LeMahieu of the last two years this season. Gio Rochelle has been on and off. Glaber Torres has been mostly bad. He's been on a little lately. Frazier looks like he's coming out of it. Hicks might even be coming out of it. So we have seen good things out of this team. I've seen the team these last few games here that I thought I'd see this season. We didn't see it for 25 games. Didn't see it for nearly all of April. But the team is here, and they've got a tough series this weekend against the Nationals. Corbin's pitching, Scherzer's pitching, off day Monday, then three against the Rays, who they could never beat. This is a big six games. And going into this nine-game homestand, I thought they had to go six and three, win all three series. You know, that's what it averages out to. Could have been more than that had they won on Thursday. Should have been more than that. Could have been three and all right now. And then even if they go 500 against the Nationals and the Rays, Okay, well, they get your 6-3 and three you're looking for. But these are big games against good teams. And the Nationals have not had Soto. They haven't had Strasburg, and they've still managed to stay afloat at 500. That's impressive. They got their best two available starters going this weekend against the Yankees. And then the Rays, I'm sure they're licking their chops waiting for the Yankees next week because they've had a rough go of it this season, except for when they play the Yankees. So to me, the Yankees have turned their season around. And I know that's a lofty claim to make, 
especially since they could easily just go out and get shut down by Nationals pitching and get swept this weekend. But I've seen enough from them these last few games where I think they have turned that corner. I think they have put those 25 first games in the past. And I think they will, from here on out, you know, they'll have their moments when they're bad, but they're not going to be bad for 25 games. I mean, they can't be. They're not going to get another chance to do that. The Blue Jays and Rays struggling for all of April gave them second life. They could have been buried in the standings for the rest of the season trying to play catch-up. But if they play the way they've played against the Astros here, they'll be fine. So that'll do it for today. Big series this weekend. Big series. And it all starts on Friday night. Corbin versus Tyone at Yankee Stadium. I'll be back after the game to talk about it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game.